All right, welcome back. Jason the Doctor here um, with a new podcast. I am in the car. I am parked, which is amazing. Uh, so you will not get too much background noise. Uh, but uh, let's get started. Thank you so much again for all of you who listen and share and leave reviews and all that good stuff. I am very appreciative of all this. And, and uh, you know, the fact that you are willing to um, listen to my voice and and uh, see value in it is very humbling and I'm very grateful for it. So thank you again. Um, If you need to contact me, I will get that at the end of the podcast with all the contact info. So let's get going. I have a, another kind of out of the box um, podcast. The last one was, um, you know, had to do with, is it, is the food that you're feeding your children responsible for the injuries that they're getting? And it was really an interesting topic, and I, I wish I could do a live discussion on it because I think it's something that you know you really have to think about. That obviously, if you're putting in bad food, that your body's not building great tissue and cells, and it's more prone to injury, right? So this was another one that's along along those lines, kind of one of those things that like you lay in bed thinking about at night, or at least I do. And it was, how does the way an animal is raised and treated and fed, how does that affect its meat once it's killed, and then affect your child once they ingest it. So again, you got to kind of think a little bit outside of it and we'll kind of see if I can get into it a little bit and see if I can see if I can kind of open that box up a little bit for you. But here's, here's my thoughts on this. And this is not just a, you know, maybe like we kind of know some of this stuff and it makes complete sense. A lot of it has to do with cell memory. Um, and then a lot of it has to do with stress. So when you think about animals from the time that, you know, these are animals that we eat from the time that they're born, the way they're raised, and then all the way through to when they're slaughtered, um, animals go through different lives, just like humans do, right? So you have two different scenarios of an animal that is raised basically for meat production, um, or, or I should say milk production. One is you have a scenario of, a, of an animal that's born in its natural surroundings. Okay, so let's say um, in a pasture, uh, let's say um, from an egg uh, naturally allowed to get out on its own. Um, it is allowed to feed from its mother um, like it's supposed to do, whether, um, again, I'm, and I'm thinking more <clears throat> just along the lines of, um, you know, meat or eggs, uh, or, um, it can even be, you know, fish, but you know, there's, there's a little variation, obviously, you know, by the animal, but anyway, it's born into a great life. It's able to be with its mother. It's able to, you know, get the nutrition it needs naturally, meaning, you know, out in its normal environment, whether it's from the mother, whether it's from the earth, whatever it is, grows up, um, able to be in an open area so it's able to roam it's able to play it's able to uh, again eat and search and do all the normal things that's genetically programmed to do in it as well as be with other animals so you know they're able to uh, socialize and, and just you know kind of live a good life then when it comes time to <clears throat> uh, go to slaughter that the animal is ethically either ethically killed meaning um you know either you know put to sleep before it's killed um or something humanely done so the animal doesn't feel 
the pain most of the time it's really just some something where the animal is put to sleep um, or it's killed traditionally in um, you know the in another way so the other way is now let's say you have an animal that is born into a basically a concrete um, enclosure um, separated from its mother very quickly depending on the animal it's put into different things so like if you're a uh, if you're a lamb the the newborns are put into very small crates so they aren't allowed to move so much so their meat is soft and tender um, if cows and pigs are taken away from their mothers right away um, they are then put into usually mistreated put into some sort of um, either big open cement you know the the, the funny thing about cage free is they may not be in a cage but they could be in a big concrete structure and that's okay but they put in something that's not natural for them to be in not outside not not, not normal um, they're fed stuff they don't normally eat or they wouldn't normally eat in the wild um, uh, and that could be um, you know it could be ground up uh, animals of their own species um, it could just be stuff that's used to help get them fat and get them fat quick they're also given lots of um, hormones chemicals to assist that to stop because there are so many together to stop from infections happening um, and then these are they are stressed from the moments they come out they are brought up in unnatural environments and then when it comes time for them to go to slaughter they are stressed beyond stressed and now even more stressed as they're hoarded into wherever they need to be hoarded into and killed in ways that are absolutely inhumane, whether it's through slicing the throat to let them bleed out, um, whether it's a, a shot to the head um, or electrocution. Um, some of these animals don't die right away. And then they start the process of taking them down, um, stripping them while they're alive. And then it goes to meat. So now you have the two different scenarios. So when those, when that meat is then put side by side, sometimes you can tell the difference, sometimes you can't. Now that could also be because of how it's packaged, how it's processed. But what you can't see is the big thing. So, and this is kind of what I'm thinking of when it comes to like cell memory. So, you know, everything in that piece of meat and again this could be if we talked about like dairy cows and how they're treated and how the milk is you know taken and, and although you shouldn't be drinking milk how that milk is taken it's kind of along the same lines so if you have an animal that's been stressed all its life it's put under immense stress it's 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 physically chemically emotionally stressed stressed at the point of um of of slaughter constantly adrenaline flowing through this animal pumped full of chemicals and then the meat is taken off and served. Do you think that meat may be a little different from the animal that's not treated that way? Now, my thought on this is absolutely yes. And I think that when you ingest that meat, that you take that stress in. And I think you take it in physically, chemically, and emotionally from that animal. You know, Animals that are like that, are you're not usually finding organic meat that's like that. Usually there is some sort of 
uh, these animals are treated in, di- in a different way in order for that. It's always p- part of the process of them. It's just an organic piece of meat is typically the animals are going to be treated somewhat better. And there's stages. If you ever see, sometimes they have these staging stickers on the thing saying how the animals are treated. And they're like one through five. And of course, no matter what time of day it is, I have to yawn. But the, those stages show you where the animals, um, how the animals are brought up. If you buy your meat like we buy our meat from a farm, we know that those animals are humanely raised. They are treated well, eat well. And, you know, they say like pasture raised, pasture finished. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, stuff that goes along with that. And I feel that because of cell memory and everything is, you know, that meat is all cells put together that are to make that meat that those cells retain the stress, not just the the simple chemicals that are put into it, um, but the physical and emotional stress that that animal goes through. And I feel as though as when we eat that meat, that we take that in and it affects us directly. Now, again, you can say like, how is that even possible? You know, like how can you absorb the stress that an animal goes through? Well, it's not easy to prove it's not like you can eat a piece of meat from an animal that was stressed and it makes you angry but we can certainly make a case for that eating poor quality food from an animal that's been stressed its whole life has its detriments now it's not just the quality of it or the chemicals that are put on it but it could be the stress hormones or it could be the stress in the cells that's also causing you not to feel well i think that's something that we should really think about and i think it's important Especially, again, when you're feeding your kids, right? I mean, you're trying to allow them to produce the best bodies possible as they get older and go into adulthood. Um, so in thinking about stuff like this, don't you think it, it, it's, to, if you take it to another level, like getting your meat from an organic farm or a farm where animals are out in pastures and, um, you know, like chickens that are allowed to roam around and, and, um, flock together and, you know, be social. Um, you know, like, don't you think that there's a difference and that those are things that we should look at when we feed our families? You know, it's unfortunate that it's going to be a little more expensive. I mean, that's, that's just how it is. You know, it's, it's so, it's funny that it's it's more expensive to have something in its natural form than not than to have it as an altered form, right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's got to go through it to make it altered, but it's still more expensive to keep it natural. But again, listen, it's you know you don't you don't get an extra shot at this. You get one shot. Now, again, like I mentioned in the last podcast, your body's constantly renewing. It's constantly renewing cells, and your body every year says is a new body and. But it could be a new body with bad cells all the time, depending on what you're putting into it. So, you know, think about it. Again, it's a discussion as Thanksgiving comes up, you know, talk about the bird that you're eating, you know, like the bird that we're getting is from the farm. There's, these birds are um, are put out to pasture. They're get, they get a great life before that time comes. Uh, and then they're, they're killed. And it, it's... it's I can tell you that there is a difference. I mean, I I can think about it from the turkeys that we, conventional turkeys that I used to eat when we were younger to these. There's an absolute difference. It's almost like eating a relaxed meat. I guess if you can say that, it's kind of weird, but a relaxed meat versus a tough piece of meat. um, You know, that's, that's kind of the way I, I, I look at it. 
Um, but you know, something to think about when you when you're um, when you're um, sitting around the table. I mean, you want to take it into crazy land. You can talk about <laughs> talk about your sweet potato pie and what that sweet potato went through. Uh, to get to that, I mean, uh, you know, who knows? We don't, we don't know, but the vegetables have feelings. Do the plants have feelings? I mean, that's a whole other topic. But I think this one is definitely plausible, and it's something, if you think about it, it definitely makes sense. So um, something to consider. Like I said, uh, again, uh, referencing the last podcast, you know, a child who's eaten really well and goes out, you know, plays football versus another child who doesn't eat very well, and goes out and plays football, you know, I'm going to say, and I'm going to put, I, I would I would bet on it that the child who hasn't eaten well that's gone to play football, although they may be the same size, same weight, and look the same, is going to sustain more injury than the other child. Same exact trauma, let's say, that goes one child to the other. The, the child who hasn't eaten well and formed poor quality tendons and muscles and tissues is going to be the one that's, the one that's going to be injured more. So anyway, I think, you know, these topics have been kind of fun for me. I think, you know, outside of just talking about, you know, the same stuff over and over, these are things that we really should be thinking about because again, you know, like these are things you should think about before you even get pregnant because it's almost like your child isn't born and then a handbook comes out afterwards. You know, you need to be prepared. I mean, you, most people wing it and learn from, you know, people that have done it before, but depending on your source, of, of who you learn from, they may have made the same mistakes, right? So, you know, these are things, but when your child is young and even if you've made some mistakes, you can always correct them. You can continue them on the right path. You can correct yourself so your bodies get better. Um, that's the great thing about our bodies is they heal, they recycle, they form new tissue. Um, and these are all parts of it. And you gotta take it to these levels if you really want your child to be optimal. You know, I mean, for someone like me, I, who didn't grow up this way, I never really thought about it either. Um, I always think, well, all right, at least I still always have a chance to renew my system and make new cells and feel better and have stronger organs and tissues because I put in good food. It, you know, when I, and one of the things that backs that up to me is always when I tell people, that I'm well, going to be 49 in a month. And then I'm like, yeah, and, and my oldest is 20 and I have an 18 year old and then a 10, you know, and they're like, you know, when did you start having kids when you were like six? But you know, the reason people say that is because obviously I look better and I don't mean this in a vain way, but I just, I look better than most people that would say that they're this age because I take care of myself. My skin renews, my muscles renew, you know, and that's, you know, it's, it's telltale. It's not like this like hidden secret, right? So anyway, something to think about. Maybe you guys, like I said, give me some feedback. I'd love to hear. Uh, contact, definitely definitely let me know. Email me, text me. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, I, I would love to, hopefully, if they have some sort of, we can do some live podcast at some time or I do a live on uh, Instagram or something like that, we can discuss it uh, because I think these are all cool things. Just Just topics that are kind of, more interesting than your average topic that everybody talks about uh, and really something that really makes you think a little bit more. So contact me, drj1k at gmail.com. It's D-R-J-A-Y, the number one, the letter K at gmail.com. Text me, 631-617-4375. Any of the social media sites, Jace the Doctor, 
um, or the beverage site, Big Bang Beverages, but text and email are always the best. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your Friday, your weekends. Thanksgiving is almost here. One of the best holidays of the year. Uh, Should be stressless, uh, should be enjoyable. So hope it's both for you. Jace the doctor, I am out.